Well, good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today. Um, I'm Greg Grissino, and this is my, my wife, Linda, and uh, we love our church. We've, uh, we're going to go through a little bit of background on, on how we got here. There's a little, uh, you know, a lot of divine intervention that got us here, actually. So my background, I moved to Texas 40 years ago in August, and actually one of the very first people I ever met was Mike, who happened to show up here today. <laughs> Unannounced. We had no Unannounced. idea. It's wild, wild. As we talked about divine intervention. So I, I went to high school in Round Rock, went on to the University of Texas Engineering School. Go Horns. Two weeks in a row without a loss. <laughs> and they didn't play this weekend, but it is not a loss. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, I got married and had three kids, lived in, in Austin this whole time. Uh, three wonderful kids that are out of college and still live in the area. Um, and in uh, 2003, the end of 2003, I went through a divorce moved out, a lot of things changed in my life. I uh, lived, in, lived out in South Austin and needed a lot of change in my life. I'd worked, worked for Motorola and Freescale for 20 years. I didn't have a big spiritual element in my life, although I was a believer, but not a really faithful one. Um, and one day I was driving home, one Saturday I saw a little sign on the side of the street that said community church is meeting over at a elementary school right near my neighborhood so I uh, said I need this so I, I went over there and they were uh, going through a, through a sermon series on Rick Warren's book um, Purpose Driven Life and that made a huge difference in my life and the, the, the next couple of years attending that church Getting help, helping them move out of the cafeteria and into a permanent building it was a lot of work, but a lot of growth in my life. I recommitted myself to Jesus, was rebaptized, and uh, that's that's where I really kind of understood that the Bible is our instruction manual for life, and it takes a good church and good people to help us understand it. It's complicated, but to, to explain it to us and to to bring it. In today, to, to today's life and times, um, and that that was really a growing period, and there was a lot of elements that I liked about that church, and that's that are in this church, and that's why I'm here. Um, there's a uh, I knew at this time that one day I'd want to get remarried, and that my Wife would have to have my spiritual understanding, and, and among other things, and and be willing to go down this path together. And that's that's when I met, met Linda in 2000, June of 2005. Asked her to marry me at the end of 2005, <laughs> and we married in September of 2006. Um, and that's when the journey got even more interesting. <laughs> so. Linda's going to tell you a little bit about her background. Well, and, and about our journey together. Um, I grew up, wow, in the Methodist Church. This sounds really loud to me. <laughs> and um, I've been an on-again, off-again churchgoer. Um, 
if the church was right for me, I was really involved. If, it, if I couldn't find a home, I could take it pretty much or leave it. Um, I felt like I always had a relationship with God, but it was pretty much a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Um, while Greg was moving towards a church when we met, I wasn't necessarily running from it. I was just choosing to reserve the right to participate. Um, I did not see a need at the time for um, organized religion, AKA church, I mm -hmm. guess is what we call it. So when Greg and I met, it was the time when God said, I brought you two together. Um, Greg and I have been married now for nine years, just celebrating our ninth year, and I believe in the nine years we've been together, we've lived a lifetime many times over. And here, I promised I wasn't going to cry, but I'm the crybaby and I'm also the talker. So, um, <laughs> everything people tell you is the most stressful things that you can go through in a lifetime. We've gone through over and over and over again. Um, but the purpose of this story is not to be a tearjerker, even though I'm a crybaby, um, but to explain how we found this church. Um, it's also to come um, how I came to feel for the first time in my life that I can talk to people about being a Christian and that I love this church and the strength that it's giving me. I need it more right now. Um, <laughs> so our story together starts here about through seven years of marriage. Um, we blended four kids, two dogs, and my mom. Um, we both had job changes. We both had to sell houses. We built a house together. Um, I was in a car crash while traveling on business and had about a year worth of physical therapy. Uh, my mother, who was living with us one morning, left us to go run errands, and she never came home. She was in a car crash up at Lake Lime Mall. It was hit by a truck and never recovered. It was the first time I looked to the church that we were attending. We weren't a member, but we were attending and asked for help. I was told by the church that the pastor there did not speak to his congregation. They had people for that. Then we were told that they were too busy opening a new church down down to help me with her funeral. Could I possibly move it? At the time, I asked for a leave of absence from work three weeks to settle the estate. And what they heard was that I no longer wanted to work there, so I was laid off. Um, we spent that time deciding, which you know, you now hindsight's 2020, um, to open a retail art store at the Hill Country Galleria in a wonderful year of 19, 2000, I mean, sorry, 2008. And everybody knows what 2008 and 2009 was like. Two months after we opened that store, the mall filed for bankruptcy um, with all our build-out money that we used to it, because then when you buy through retail, you pay for the build-out, and then they're supposed to reimburse you. We did get it back, but it was a long first year. That started a five-year roller coaster as we proceeded truly month after month of survival. You know, with the lights be on, with the lights be off, we ended up able to sell it after five years. But two years after we opened the store, um, we're moving along, and my brother decided to take his life. Um, he had a troubled life, but that's another story for another time. Um, about this time, we kept asking God, really, how much? How much? I still remember sitting in the parking lot at Randall's parking lot, crying uncontrollably to the point where I just didn't think I could stop. I ended up in Vic Medical, and they said I was having an anxiety attack, and I was like, you think? Uh, so God said more, 
um, really more. Dad's, uh, Greg's dad was in and out of the hospital, many doctor's appointments, not a lot of resolution. We were jumping in the car at a moment's notice and heading up to Kaleem or hearing that he was in an ambulance heading here to the heart hospital. At the same time, I had an employee, Sally, um, who's now a member here at this church with us, and now a very, very dear friend. Her daughter had gotten sick, and at the time, at first, we thought it was bronchitis, and unfortunately, it ended up not being bronchitis, and we lost both Greg's dad and Sally's daughter, Destiny, within a month of each other. It seemed like there was no method to the madness, no light at the end of the tunnel, but then during the chaos, um, I had a customer that seemed to show up in my store at the right time. Or can I just say it was divine intervention? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, um, sorry. Even though the store had challenges, the meeting strangers and having very philosophical conversations, um, were lengthy and ended up being about God. It was very, it was just strange at the time. But my divine intervention, yes, was Laura. As that I got to know her first as Laura, the customer, then as Pastor Laura. I had the wonderful opportunity to get to know her first as an individual, and then it was the little things that started opening my eyes, finding the gentle way of reaching my soul without trying. Um, bringing in what people considered trash from the lake and spending a couple hours, because the store was empty, um, making a mosaic cross together with her, and then her asking me to come to the service to talk about how you find beauty anywhere. So that was the start of our journey of finding this church. Um, church home at Bee Creek. It seems like every time I set foot in this door, the message was directly at me. Um, I had a cry fest in here about every Sunday. Um, Bee Creek has become a healing spiritual place for us. Um, It gave us a true understanding of what it's like to be secure in my beliefs and be able to evangelize outside the church. I can stand here today in this room and say that through all the chaos and through all the craziness, about two and a half years ago, I said, this is it. I've had it. I can't do it anymore. I'm putting it in your hands because I, I honestly can't take it all on myself anymore. And I gave it all to God. I just said, it's yours. I'm done. And I can tell you since that day, my life has dramatically changed. Um, I don't get, I get stressed because life is stressful, but not, I, I sit here and have these talks now on the way to work or doing this or that, and it seems to just set the day right. Um, so putting it in his hands, uh, I let go of the sadness, I let go of the stress. Um, I can, I now have really fun conversations with strangers, um, coworkers, <laughs> friends, about the important, what's really important in life and have some of the most moving wow experiences because I was comfortable finally talking about my religious beliefs. I can go on and on. Um, on the effects of letting go in my daily life rituals, maybe that's for another time. But even though our path at the beginning was very different, we got here together from the strength of our relationship. I don't think anyone through all the diversity, um, after dating many churches, Um, Through many tears and many Sundays, we found our home. Um, I think you're going to close it out for us. There there was 
a lot of elements we were looking for when we were dating the churches. And, uh, <laughs> uh. and some of those are the, the casual atmosphere. You know, I know in Texas, this is business casual attire, and if they're pressed, it's formal attire, but we like that. <laughs> we love the, the, the music. You know, um, God, My Rock is one of my favorite songs. Thanks for playing that today. <laughs> and, uh, um, we, we, we like the, the welcoming atmosphere and the acceptance and, and, and all the people here. We just, we just have fallen in love. And when we saw the, the, mission, you know, the, the statement of this church, we are a community where imperfect people experience the perfect love of God and transform and change the world together, that kind of that sealed it. Last fall, when we were traveling to see Linda's dad in in, um, in, in Georgia, I, we, we saw this shirt and we said, "Oh, we got to get this for Laura," <laughs> because she explains the Bible to us every day, and that just spoke to us. So, that's for you, Laura. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that's very brave and very wonderful. It says, when all else fails, read the directions. <laughs> it's the Bible. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thank y'all. Um, give them a hand. I didn't know if Linda would talk about that, but that really was funny that I just was going in to paint pottery and to make mosaics out of lake trash. And we got to talking, and so that was that's neat. And now, how y'all give back to this church, the many hours you put in, oh my goodness, we're so grateful for y'all. Um, Rachel, Rachel is going to come. Rachel, you don't need this, do you? No, okay. Um, Rachel is the only person I have asked to share her testimony twice because I wanted to make sure that we had a youth or a child at every service. You are going to be blown away by Rachel. She is amazing. No pressure, but you're amazing. Okay? So, would y'all give her a hand? Hi, my name is Rachel Looper, and I'm in the third grade at West Harbor Hills. About a year ago, me and my family moved from Indiana to Texas. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> <clears throat> and we, and I was sad because we left everything we knew, and like my friends in my school and my church, and we prayed that we could make Texas our home, and after all that praying, God led us to Bee Creek because we, the one thing we knew was we needed a church. So God led us to Bee Creek, and we we stayed here for a couple of Sundays, and then we tried a different church. My cousins went there, and if we were able to hang out with them and spend more time with them, God kept leading us back to Bee Creek because we felt like Bee Creek felt more at home. And... We made a lot of friends here, here and my school, and um, a lot of people from my school came here, so that's one thing that's good. <laughs> and 
we I also liked the Easter Sunday, even if it was a little cold and rainy. <laughs> I felt closer to God outside, and I liked the back to school party because um, the bubble machine felt cool on a hot day. So <laughs> and I go to a lot of camps. I went to a lot of summer camps here, and I go to a lot of after-school activities here. And I want to thank Miss Kim and Miss Martha because they are two special people in my life. Because when they encourage me to be myself when I'm not being myself, <laughs> and this school gives kids like me great opportunities to talk up here in front of the church, and it's really fun actually. <laughs> and me and my mom found this quote that we thought would be perfect for our church. The mark of an effective church is not how many people come, but how many live differently as a result of having been there. I thought this was perfect for our church because even if it's a little small, I feel like when I leave this church, I, my life is different because of this church. Thank you. Rachel's the only one that's done two services now. She's a kid, and she told her mom and dad after the first one, I really liked that. And so that's awesome. I was like, I like that too. So, um, Buck and Sarah, y'all want to come up? Do you want the chairs? Okay. Okay. Here you go. So we're the McKinney's. I'm Sarah, and this is Buck. And um, I would say our, our journey here started probably back in 2013. We um, had recently had a baby girl named Lila, and we had Olivia. And um, we had moved from Apache Shores to the Rough Hollow neighborhood. And we're kind of church dating, as the Racinos put it, checking things out. We went to River Place, and, I mean, it's a very pretty... Not really, actually. It's not very pretty. It's a big stadium kind of feel. But uh, we loved Pastor Haney, but just didn't feel that kind of close-knit church community that we were looking for. Um, I forget where else we went, but one of our neighbor friends were like, hey, you guys should check out Bee Creek UMC. So we came here and immediately were taken just with all of the people and with the message and the accessibility of it and we're definitely obviously the music um, but uh, I'd say when we had lunch with Laura that pretty much sealed the deal because we dressed Lila in this really pretty dress we were all excited she soiled it within 10 minutes and so she was basically running around the lunch with no clothes but a diaper on <laughs> nobody was judging I remember Kim was there and uh Ray and you know we talked about music and just had a great time and decided yeah I think this is definitely this is our, our church home so I was going to go for the smart play and just let her do all the talking but I, I think I got to <laughs> say something um, yeah I remember that lunch too and uh, how special it was to to sit down and, and meet Laura and to hear the music here it was, this is the first church that that uh I felt like, you know, I played music my whole life, but I, it had never occurred to me to play music or to offer to play music in a church until I got here. And the music just really 
kind of captivated me when I was here. I, I really liked it, which was a little surprising because, frankly, I grew up in the Episcopal Church where it was smells and bells and not so much happy clappy. And I, you know, I when I went to a church where people were clapping and having fun, I, I kind of felt weird and out of place until I got here. And then I sort of got it that this is that uh, it was a way for people to respond and, and, and be in the music instead of just sitting back and listening to it. And that, and that really meant something to me. And it was interesting. that So we sat down. And I mean, I hadn't talked to you about it, hadn't thought it through. But when Laura asked if there was anything that we thought we could do to help the church, I said, I'd, I'd love to talk to Greg about playing music. And uh, Kim was there and Ray was there. So it was kind of it was that kind of day, people that have gone on to play music here. So it was it's a music day, and I <clears throat> so I called Greg, and Greg said, "Yeah, let's let's go to lunch, and, and we can talk about it." And uh, we went to lunch, and and one of the first things Greg said was, "I, I just want to make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons." And it hadn't even occurred to me that there could be a wrong reason, but he was absolutely right. Uh, you know, the reason is that you know I wanted to give of myself and and to feel a bigger part of a church, and I want to thank Greg for for letting me do that, and I want to thank you for letting me do that, and, and uh, you know, I think when Laura asked me to do this, she, she uh, wondered if there was some message about giving of yourself. I, I have a pretty rigorous work schedule. I'm a lawyer, which means I argue for a living most of the He's time. He's really good at it. <laughs> and, uh, don't get in a fight with Buck. <laughs> I, I don't get to play music as much as I like, and, and it is it's a gift to be able to do it, but it's a bigger gift to be able to do it for you people. And um, the fact of the matter is, there's, it, I, I don't know that I would call it service. It's, a, it might, it's your gift to me to, to allow me to do this. And when I see you people responding, and, and I know it's not always good sometimes. You know, Steve and I were laughing. Every group wants an electric guitar player, but they also want them to turn down. You know, usually... <laughs> I know it's not always perfect, but but thank you for letting me do it, and thank you for letting me be a part of this church, and I and I love the fact that the church allows me to do that, and that's your gift to me, really. And I think that's kind of one of the things that we we knew as parents of a growing family. I might add, um, we wanted to teach our kids that you get a lot more by giving. And so when we came here, we had two daughters, and uh, we quickly found out we were having another one, um, and there were definitely some bumps along the road, but it was amazing to have the support of our church family, because it was not easy, but um, when we did have Sloan, Greg and Laura came to the hospital and dropped off a beautiful baby blanket that was knit by the prayer shawl ministry, and it's like... It was so nice to see their faces after, you know, everything we'd been through and, and feel the presence of God. And it was, yeah, I'd say it was nice being pregnant, too, with two other gals who were pregnant at the same time, Jacqueline and Rebecca. And, I mean, they were just as miserable as I was, so I could at least come here on Sunday and just gripe with them. But um, we just really feel like we can be ourselves here. We love bringing our daughters here because we know there's, you know, no judgment if they're trying to get up on stage and do what they do. So thank you very much. We, we love Bee Creek. We love you guys, and we just feel so blessed.
friends, let's pray together. Um, let's thank God for these stories. And some people have actually said to me as they're walking out, I have a story. That's great. Um, if you have a story, tell me because I'd love to give you a chance to share it. Just tell me um, and we'll let you stand up here with the microphone, okay? Or duck your head and maybe I'll call you anyway. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you that you are at work in our lives here at this church, that you really are um, calling us together as a community of imperfect people, and that's okay, and then helping transform our hearts, our lives, our characters to be more like Jesus's, and then that you call us out to serve and to give in ways that change our world, in ways that reach people and touch hearts, and that open up the door to faith in you. And so, Lord, help us to always be about that, Um, to not just come here to sit and to listen, but to be filled so we can go out and fill the lives of others so that we can be the light in the darkness, your hope in a world that desperately needs it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.